Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies, and today we have a community birth story. I love community birth stories. I love birth stories, which is probably how I got into this line of work. But today is a special birth story because it is one of our former prenatal yoga teacher trainees, Alisa Galassi. So she did our training back in 2019. And then a little bit later, fast forward, she came to our in-person classes once we started our classes again in... I think it was probably June, June, July-ish um, during COVID. And it was just so great to see how she had that trajectory from learning about pregnancy to being pregnant herself. And then she reached out to me after her baby and shared a bit about her birth story. And I asked if she would come on and share. And what I really took away from when she first reached out to me is really the idea of openness to how one's birth will unfold and non-attachment to a specific idea of this is how it has to look. And she shared that really was something that gave her strength and support during her birth, which I can't wait for you to hear about. Before we get to that, I just want to give a little update about what's going on at the studio. We've got a lot of great things happening. Our classes continue to build for in-person. And as I always say, we're going to continue our online classes seven days a week. I've got an online class that you can take, um, either live stream or hybrid. Actually, I lied. It's live stream every single day. We have Monday, uh, we have seven days a week <laughs> live stream, and then we have the option for the re-release. But it's exciting that we're starting to rebuild our in-person community. The other day, we actually hit our max for our in-studio class, and it was it was really exciting. And I felt um, just having that energy of all the pregnant people in class, it was really delightful. So I want to thank the community for really showing up and supporting PYC. We are also having our workshops online and in person. And as I've said in some past podcast announcements. We're now partnering with this amazing company, Boober, and they offer fantastic childbirth ed, and they take care of our caring for newborn, our lactation prep. And what I appreciate about them, it's evidence-based information and given in a non-biased, supportive manner, which is how I'm I'm proud to support that because that is how PYC works. So you can check all that out on our website, prenatalyogacenter.com. And while you're there at 
prenatalyogacenter.com. Go ahead and grab your, what I'm calling your cheat sheet, the five simple solutions to the most common pregnancy pains. For the days that you can't get a whole class in or you miss signing up or whatever the case may be, but you still have a few aches and pains and you want to deal with it, Go ahead and look at this sheet and it can address where you might need a little tweak or you might need a little release, a little support, and that can get you until we see each other in class the next time. I also want to thank everyone that's leaving a rating and review for the podcast. I've seen kind of an onslaught recently, so thank you for that. It helps people find us. All right, and then the last thing, I promise the last thing that I'm going to share is that our online teacher training, we are doing it in the fall, November, December. And then I made the choice to not do it in person until the spring. So that's going to be in New York City. But for January and February, we're doing another online. And then we're probably not going to do another online until the following year. So if you're interested in the PYC methodology, but you don't want to come to New York or it's just not feasible um, because it's two long weekends, then check it out online. It's something that I'm incredibly proud of. And I put my heart and soul into. And I really stand behind this training. I think it's a well-rounded program that teaches you not just what poses to do, but to really critically think, what does the pregnant body need? How can we support the pregnant body and postpartum body to thrive? So you can check all that out. Okay. We're going to take a super quick break. When we come back, I'm so excited for you to hear Elisa's story. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, Elisa. How are you? I'm good. Nice to chat with you, Deb. I'm very excited. I know. It was fun having you in class briefly while we had class together. Very Um, briefly. I know. (laughs) Remind me when you did the teacher training exactly. I did in 2019. So like right before Um, all of (laughs) everything fell apart, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, before that, I think it was in October. Yeah, it was in our new space. And it was nice to see you slip into class. So you know how much I love community birth stories. And I already had my eye on you when you were in class as a pregnant person. I'm like, ooh, I want to hear her story. And then, because I, you know, the more I get to know you guys in teacher training, so it feels like I just want to hear how things are going. And then when you reached out telling me a bit about your story, I thought, wow, let's, let's share it if you were open to it. And I appreciate you being open to talk about your story. So thank you. No, thank you for, you know, um, reaching it to me as well. And, um, uh, basically I will remember the class I took one week, basically before my son Luca was born. Um, cause you started the class by saying, you know, it's important to be open in the, um, in the birth for whatever would happen, uh, with your birth experience. And you shared the story of one of your students who wanted a natural birth and she ended up having a C-section. Mm-hmm. And of course I was like, this is not going to happen to me. And you said, you know, it would be one out of three women in the U.S. that get a C-section. Um, and a week and a few days after, 
I was pretty much that person. So that's what made me want to like reach out and, and share my, my story. Um, and basically what, what happened is that I really wanted a natural birth. Um, I had history in my family of like great, you know, uh, pregnancy, great birth experience. Both my mother and my grandmother, they, they had really, like, they shared uh, very um, positive things about uh, the pregnancy and birthing experience. My pregnancy was amazing. So I would, I was just expecting the same. So uh, I wanted to really, you know, feel the connection with the baby um, and, and getting through it, you know, I had run three times the New York Marathon. I had done like triathlons and stuff. So I just said, yeah, my body can can do that. Um, I even convinced my husband, who is actually a C-section baby, um, to go uh, to the birthing center. And that's, you know, that was our plan. Um, but that's not what happened. No. <laughs> um, well, we're going to get to your whole birth story very soon, but I would love if you could share a little bit of background about you and clearly a great athlete. You did the, the New York Marathon three times. That's, yes. that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I, I hate running, so I have the greatest respect because I, I tried running and it is not what my body likes to do. So I have a lot of secret respect for, for runners, maybe a little envy there. So let me hear a little bit about you. So I, you can probably tell uh, my ex from my accent. I'm from originally from France. Uh, I grew up near Paris, and I moved to the U.S. about ten years ago. Uh, I just uh, I came as an intern uh, studying marketing, and I just fell in love with you know the energy of the city and um, just was very very special. I feel very free here. Um, and, uh, that's actually how things started. And I really wanted to stay. And then I met my husband who is French as well. Uh, but we met here and, um, and we already uh, felt that our life uh, would be here. So that's how we, you know, we wanted also to have a, an American <laughs> little one because we are both French and he's the American of the family now. Uh, and I, um, I work in marketing, um, so for Unilever. So I work in, um, innovation and communications and I really love it. Um, the creativity, uh, the psychology that it implies to understand, you know, what consumer wants and how to, you know, address that need, something that I really love. Um, and my passion for yoga and, um, I'm so grateful I studied with you, uh, on, in the prenatal space, um, studied in the U.S. as well, and uh, really was one of life's uh, greatest gifts because uh, it's always here. And I'll share more about my, you know, uh, birth story, but that was something that really helped me because, you know, yoga, we think about the pose, but breathing, the mantra, like all the tools mm-hmm. um, have been helpful all my life since I discovered it. And so I got trained um, in the city um, in a few different uh, schools. And um, and really, it's part of my daily life, I would say, in one way or another. Might not be the pose, but might be just, you know, reminding myself of being centered, breathing something. 
That's yoga. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, thank you for also saying that. I feel like yoga, this could be a whole nother conversation, but yoga has definitely got a bit Americanized that we think yoga is only the pose, but that is just one limb of yoga and the breathing, the prani, like the pranayama, the meditation. It's so much more than just the physicality of an asana. And I think we're going to hear more of that when you tell your birth story. But before we get to that, I'd love to hear your approach to your pregnancy and preparing for birth, given that you come from have for really embodying a yoga background as well as an athlete, you know, that takes a certain amount of discipline and mindfulness and, and stamina. So what was your approach to your pregnancy and preparing for your birth? Like, I think I was actually surprised of my approach because I really um, embraced it. Like I, I have been, I think, the happiest of my life during my pregnancy. Um, I kept, you know, being active. But actually, a year before, um, uh, when we we started really wanting to have a child, I stopped running because I, my body was, you know, uh, I would not get like my period regularly and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really wanted to get my body uh, to a space that, you know, will allow um, for a baby to come. So I kind of took a break. I was still, you know, walking. I was still active, but in a different way. So that was actually kind of a smooth transition for pregnancy because what I started um, almost a year before that was stuff that I kept. So basically walking, swimming. Uh, very lucky. Uh, we have a, a swimming pool nearby. So that's, that's something that actually helped me through the whole pregnancy because it would like help with the body weight and like the, any back pain, which I actually didn't have, uh, thanks to swimming. Um, so I think I, I kept kind of a routine, but I didn't go to like hardcore exercising or like it was not something like I gave up. I just like transferred to other things that were more approachable. So basically it was like, I was, I was joking that I had like my uh, pregnancy triathlon because it was basically swimming, walking and yoga. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that was my thing. That was what that I was. was your training. <laughs> exactly. That was, and actually we would joke because my husband was training for Ironman and I was saying like, I'm training for, for my birth, for the birth, you know, <laughs> so that was, that was kind of, um, yeah, that, and that's really, really helped me. That is great. I love that that was your, your, I mean, it is training. It's no matter how your birth unfolds, you're, you know, we mentally and physically prepare for it in some manner. So you absolutely were doing that. All right. So I know your birth story is quite full. So we're going to take a super quick break. When we come back, I'm just going to open it up and you share the twists and unexpected turns and the floor will be yours. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So <laughs> the floor is yours. Take it as you'd like. I'd love to hear how your whole birth unfolded. Yeah. So that was quite something. So as I, as I shared, uh, I had planned for natural birth at the New York Birthing Center. Um, everything we did before was all about natural um, and like, so no epidural, um, getting my body ready for it with, you know, all the exercise, I mean, the, the exercise that I mentioned. But on Saturday 24th in the morning, um, I woke up and uh, I had like heavy bleeding, uh, like, you know, chunk of blood. It wasn't painful. I had no pain. I had no contraction. Um, so I didn't, and I was not even really scared. My husband is a very relaxed person, so I think that helped. Um, so we called the birthing center. It was actually two weeks uh, before my due date. Uh, so we called the birthing center. They say, okay, well, um, it's not great. But, uh, and we had sex the night before just to be fully transparent. So uh, when we share that, they say, oh, maybe that's because of that and might be nothing. So go back to sleep and in an hour, call us back and maybe you'll go to the hospital, but let's see. So we went back to sleep. Um, I, I'm amazed that I was able to go back to sleep, but anyway, we did. And uh, I woke up and again, the bleeding didn't stop. So we called back the birthing center and they say, okay, go to the hospital. We live two blocks from Mount Sinai West. So that was very convenient. We walked there. I was still very happy. My husband was still very happy. Um, we actually, because I remember one of my friends uh, telling me about going to the hospital and, and she had actually a C-section because uh, she was exhausted and um, th the doctor didn't want her to um, have any food. So I made sure to get my very French chocolate croissant, but actually there is a bakery in front of the hospital. So we went there. That's actually where I kind of started feeling the contraction. So I was like, hmm, I think it's, it's going to be today. Um, so it was about 8 a.m. Uh, we go to the hospital. We arrive in triage. Doctors, like, they really took their time. <laughs> like, they were not, you know, nobody was scared. We were still very relaxed. Um, and the first exam I got, actually, <laughs> I think she was... She was in training. Definitely, she said, "Oh no, you are not in labor." Okay, uh, I was like, mm, I'm, "I'm feeling the contraction," and so they didn't have the file because we actually called the birthing center to transfer the file. The birthing center would actually never transfer the file, which already got me a bit mad. Um, but actually, another person then checked me, and she was like, "Oh, you are three centimeter." I was like, "I'm glad you didn't think me again." Uh, but still okay. Um, and actually, it was um, close to 11 a.m. And we we just had our whole food delivery. Since we live two blocks from the, from the hospital, I told my husband, go get the frozen food in the freezer because I don't want that to go to waste. So I was still very okay, you know, um, very, very uh, still in my choice of no epidural. Things are going to be fine. 
baby's heart was okay, my heart was okay. Um, my husband leave and come back, and then I'm at like seven centimeters. I mean, they, they would check me like maybe 20 minutes after, and I would, and it was seven centimeters. The pain started definitely, or I would say, the very intense sensation. Um, and they were like, oh, you're doing great. It's amazing. You know, your first child, uh, that's going so fast. Great. And then about, you know, 30 minutes after, so I started really to feel the pain and I was like, I'm going to get the epidural. Like I told my husband, I cannot. And he was actually in the mindset of like, great, she's in, in pain. <laughs> so basically it's moving, it's moving fast. That's amazing. That's exactly what you wanted. Um, but I started to be like, no, no, that's, I'm, the pain is back. I can't handle that. So the doctor said, okay, we're going to get you the epidural. And then by the time they came and checked me, I was at 9.5. We were still in triage at the time. And everything went like from, okay, everything is fine to, oh, that's going like super fast. We, we need to go to delivery room. We arrived in the, uh, into the delivery room. And unfortunately, I mean, the Lucas, so my, my son's heart rate was starting to drop and I had no energy. Like they said, they said like, oh, maybe we try, try to push once. We maybe have one tenth and I have, like, I was in another planet. I was not connected to my body at all. So basically we stayed 30, I would say honestly, 30 seconds in, in the delivery room. And they took me, um, uh, for an emergency food anesthesia C-section. Uh, so, and I was actually was a relief. So that's something that I didn't anticipate because I had the image of a C-section being, uh, from exhaustion. You know, like mm-hmm. most of my friend is like, they just don't have the energy left in their body. And, and then the babies get tired as well. But that's not what happened to me because it was like so fast that that was very, very different. And, uh, so, you know, I, when, when they got me to sleep, like with anesthesia, it was a relief, honestly, it was like, oh, the pain is gone. I, you know, um, and when I woke up, uh, so apparently my husband said that I was very high, <laughs> apparently probably with the anesthesia drugs. Um, I look very happy on the picture and, you know, I didn't feel yet <laughs> the, the body changes. I didn't really know what happened. And the doctor came to me and said, um, so you actually had a placenta abruption, which is basically, uh, and that was, was causing the bleeding, um, is that the placenta had detached. Uh, which typically is the last thing that happened in birth uh, because it's what gives the oxygen and the food to the baby. So that's actually super risky for both the mom and, and the baby. Um, and, and it's pretty rare. Uh, so I was like, okay. And they actually asked me to sign uh, the document that I should have signed before, you know, about like agreeing the, the for the C-section um, because, I didn't have the energy to sign or we didn't have the time basically. So, so that's what, what happened, uh, which was completely different. So it went very fast. Um, but I went to the hospital knowing it would, I, I was like, when we entered the hospital, I told my husband, I don't think we're going to go to the birthing center. I think it's going to happen here. But walking to the hospital, being in great shape, you know, I had swam the day before, uh, I was really happy. And then leaving the hospital three days after, barely walking, because the C-section is a lot on the body. 
um, it was quite something. And actually where yoga helped me, I remember the second night, uh, I was like, Oh, at least I can breathe. If I cannot walk, if I can, cause I had, I had no clue about how you recover from a C-section. I, I was really clueless and nobody really told me except for one nurse who told me you have to walk. And I was like, Oh really? I can walk. Great. You know, on the probably second night. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know. And actually today, basically 11 weeks later, um, uh, now I know that you recover. It's actually, you know, after the first two, three weeks, it gets really better. Um, so, and, you know, walking is totally feasible. I swim again. Uh, I haven't tried running yet because, you know, uh, but yoga, everything, it, it comes back. And, you know, this two shall pass is really um, what happened. But in the moment, it's very different. I love that you use that mantra. We use that a lot in class. That's special. Thank you. So I have a question. First of all, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, I did not, I mean, I got some sense of where we're going to go with this just from, from the communication you and I've already had. Um, but I didn't know. And I, I I mean, I knew there was general anesthesia. I'm so curious if you don't mind, can I ask you a little bit about the placental abruption, if you remember. And I also recognize that you may not remember because um, I'm guessing that might be one reason you were so fatigued is the blood loss. Was there a lot of blood? Do you remember how what that looks like? Yeah, so it was really, I mean, and I hope it's not too shocking to describe, but it was basically I felt like pieces of liver going through my vagina, basically, that I would go to the toilet and like, pieces of, of blood. That was the placenta. But that was, yeah. That was the placenta. Exactly. So, and did, and did so, the, the staff not acknowledge that? <laughs> Were they like, that shouldn't be happening? So it was very, to be honest, I think I, yeah, I, it's, it's a big lesson for me, uh, because on both sides, uh, you know, the birthing center and the hospital in the beginning, um, you know, when you got serious, they were very, very efficient. But in the beginning, they, so they asked me, do you know about placenta previa? Did you have placenta previa? And uh, I was like, uh, I, I know about it from my oh, actually <laughs> yoga teacher training. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't. So, yeah. So I, but I didn't, I don't even know still. I actually asked the doctors after I emailed the doctor and she didn't reply to me uh, because Placenta abruption and placenta previa are two different things. Yes, they are. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I just think that it's probably a combination because it would have been very, like, low to, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, um, basically, uh, the, I, so I didn't also do, which now I'm like, how did I not do that? Um, the, the third trimester, um, ultrasound, uh, ultrasound which because you know everything was great and at the birthing center they told me it's optional you don't have to do it and i don't know i was like well i'm not doing it if i'm okay i don't need to you know? uh, now i would be very different so maybe we could have seen something i don't know uh, as the doctor told me because i asked you know a lot of questions uh right after and he was like you didn't do anything wrong so I was like okay good um but basically we, we didn't know about any placenta previa. Uh, I don't know if it was the case or if it 
and we didn't see it or if it wasn't the case. Um, but I, except for that bleeding, I didn't feel anything. Like I didn't feel anything detached, like physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still very okay, honestly, since until like the contraction went to like seven centimeter. I was very okay. You know, I got my chocolate croissant. I, I wanted my chocolate <laughs> croissant. I was like, you know, and after like my husband, when he went to get our whole food grocery, I told him, get a, a sandwich on the way back. I need to eat. I want to have the energy. I don't want to go in C-section because that was actually the, the one of the big reasons why I wanted to go to the birthing center is because I didn't want to have a C-section that was not necessary. Um, you know, that, that was a big thing for me. I don't know why it was so important. Uh, maybe because my family actually had great birth and, you know, you maybe feel like, oh, it's, I don't want that because I want to be like, like my mom or I don't know. Uh, but what's very interesting is that my husband, um, is a C-section baby and her, his mom went through pretty much the similar thing because mm. she had a full anesthesia. C-section. So it is part of our family story now. And I love that actually it was something that was very soothing and helpful for me to think that my son had chosen the same birth as his father. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It helped me because, you know, I needed some like good thoughts, supportive thoughts (laughs) in my head at that time. Yeah. I'm just, thank you for being so open and honest about everything. So I also want to just, for those listening, if they're like, what is placenta previa? Um, I just want to explain, just, I'm a side glossary. Um, so placenta previa is where the placenta is covering the cervix and it could be fully or partial or low lying. So if I'm hearing this correctly, it could have been placenta previa. And as your cervix was opening, that's what could have caused the abruption when the placenta came away from the uterine wall or was, not like as the cervix is opening, it's losing it. You know, it's a hole basically underneath. We need, we need, you know, you're not supposed to try to have a vaginal birth with a, with a previous. So, um, just, just giving the side glossary, but what I really appreciate is the doctor telling you, you did nothing wrong because you did nothing wrong. And I can imagine on the other side of a birth thinking, did I do something? How did that feel when you heard that? It was a relief. Um, it was really a relief because because you want the best for you and for your baby. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I had in my head that if it doesn't go through uh, the vagina, it's not going to get the immunity. You know, there is a lot of uh, things that um, are, are meant to happen when you have a vaginal birth. Um, and I was a bit scared for him, like, oh, he didn't get the like immune, um, you know, uh, the microbiomes. Uh, kind of, yeah, exactly. That he would have gotten through the vagina, vagina delivery. Um, I mean, also I, what was helpful for me is that because my husband was a C-section baby, he's a great athlete, uh, is very, you know, <laughs> healthy and everything. So, you know, I had him in my head and that was helpful to think that there is nothing wrong with C-section. Uh, I was just not prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the, so I had, a I think of a different reaction that I, I thought I initially was like, yeah, everything, but the C-section that was kind of my thing. So that's why when I came to your class, I, like, I was shocked actually when you, you told us about like, uh, you know, it can, it's possible that you would be that one out of three person that have a C-section. I was like, uh, 
it's not going to be me. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, on the other side, I was I I came to the conclusion that was like it was necessary. We would have died if we didn't have a C-section. That's basically what would have happened. So I'm actually very grateful that we were at the hospital, that we were not at the birthing center, because that would have been a very different uh, mm-hmm. story, I think. So I think, you know, it's um, the trust in life that I try to have that is not always easy to have uh, was reinforced because I was like, okay, um, you know, the body like had the signals uh, because when I was bleeding and I had no pain and no contraction, you know, we could have said, okay, that's fine. We still go to the birthing center or even the birthing center could have told us like, oh, you can still come, you know, I mean, you, you never know. And it was the right thing to do to go to the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very happy we were there. Yeah, I I appreciate you saying that it's important to have the C-section because I think we put a stigma as society that, oh, maybe not everybody, um, oh, C-section, everything but the C-section, when st- statistically it, the numbers are pretty high. So some, some cesareans may not be um, as medically indicated as others, but there's a reason that we have this option because it's necessary for many, for the, for a lot of people. It, it saved your life. It saved your baby's life. So I, I like that we can brush that off and saying, not brush it off, like kind of like, um, untarnish. That's the word I'm looking for. Untarnish the stigma C-section. It is absolutely the way many babies need to be born. Some, you know, and that is their, that's their dharma, kind of like how you said your husband was a C-section baby and there's comfort knowing that this is the story of his child too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you, you, it's, um, you know, I, I, my approach is very, very different now, obviously. Uh, but like, you know, I would hear from my friend who had a C-section as well, uh, her mom saying, you didn't even push that baby out, you know? I'm like, now I'm shocked when I hear that, you know, I'm really shocked. And, and then on the other side, I, um, we actually, unfortunately, had to go back to the hospital for Luca because he was losing too much weight, uh, like four days after his birth. Um, and the nurse over there, she told me, oh, I had two C-sections for my two um, children. And she said, the first one, I think it was just my doctor wanted to expedite. And I felt like that kind of broke my heart because um, I'm lucky that was actually not my story. Uh, and and that's very, very painful to hear when you're and even like being convinced that you could have had a vaginal delivery but that's not what happened so i think you have <clears throat> there is really a, a rainbow of c-section experiences um and uh it's now i'm very intrigued to like understand you know all the those different experiences because um it, it's not one thing it's one uh you know, physical thing, but it's the, the, the emotion and, and the people surrounding you, um, can be so different, you know, I mean, just in a, like in a vaginal delivery, you know, it's like, it's just every birth is so unique. Um, yes. That's a, uh, rem- a remember, reminder of that. Yeah. How are you processing this experience several months later? It sounds like you have been working through a lot and, and processing kind of like it's like the rainbow of, of situations that could come up. How are you feeling now? 
So now that I can walk and swim, I feel really better. <laughs> I'm like, I feel safer. I think I was very unsafe uh, in the beginning about what does that mean uh, for like my life and my body. And um, but now I, I I know that you know I I will have to take it slowly. Um, you know, like the the impact on the body is still. Um, like different, I, you know, I grew up hearing my mom saying like, oh, I lost my belly right after the birth. And I'm like, oh, I'm either in weeks. I'm clearly not losing that belly at all. <laughs> and I think the probably, you know, the C-section doesn't, doesn't help for that. And, um, I, I think it's, um, one thing with the, the C-section is that also you can see it. So you are re- reminded of, of it every time you see yourself in the mirror, which is, Something that's in the beginning was very hard for me. I I couldn't even look at the at the, the wound. I it was it was too hard. Um, but now I think there is something um, that actually helped the processing to have that that kind of that is becoming a scar because it reminds you and it forces you to work on it because uh, you see it. Um, so. I feel almost like touching it, you know, like there is kind of that healing. Um, It's kind of mirroring the psychological healing physically. You know, you see how the skull evolves and your mind evolves as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I didn't, I didn't plan for like a lot of postpartum support, which for me would be like the number one tip for any expecting parents is get a lot of support. Um, and, uh, so I had, you know, um, uh, therapies that, uh, uh, I was able to reach out to, to, to help me go through that because I think it's something that the earlier you can get emotional, uh, support, uh, the better. Yes. Agreed. I think that's so important the planning postpartum. I feel like that often, gets neglected because there is a lot of focus on the pregnancy and the birth. And then there's the whole world after (laughs) when you come home, it's a whole new world. What have you learned about yourself after your birth experience and several months into parenthood? Uh, I would say three things that, uh, you know, it's not new, uh, but it's just like, much stronger than it was before. I would say patience, um, you know, being patient with myself. Um, when I left the hospital, I was like, oh, how do I fix it? How do I fix myself? Um, and that didn't happen. I, I don't have, I didn't have to fix myself, but you know, um, that's where my, my mind went. Um, so definitely patience that I'm, able to be patient. <laughs> um, not my forte, but uh, that's something I, uh, I keep on learning. Um, and that's into also the confidence and the acceptation of what is. Um, so seeing that you can actually be patient, you can accept, you can like, and life will force you actually to, to accept <laughs> and to, uh, be confident because, Things keep on going. Like I, I see it, um, and I, I, there is a parallel for me on my own experience, and then 
uh, we, you know, just like every baby, Luca didn't uh, sleep for the night the first night, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and that was adding to the challenge. Um, so it was that patient with myself that was mirrored by the patient with him mm-hmm. um, and accepting as he was. And that's actually, I don't think that's that easy. Um, you know, there is, of course, we talk about, you know, the bonding of the mom and the baby and like how much you love it. And, and of course, that's like so important. But there is also the challenge of, you know, I, I needed rest and I couldn't get my rest. And it was actually very hard. Um, so I had to be patient with myself, be patient with him. Um, and that's something that he keep I keep learning from him, you know, like, this kind of, you know, be patient with me and like be patient with, with you. Um, and I found that quite fascinating. Uh, that's really amazing how what you have to, I mean, what I had to work on, I see it in him. Like I see, you know, uh, I didn't realize how much the night were actually emotionally challenging for me before I see, I saw his challenges of like sleeping and I, I realized and I remembered when I was a little one, I had a lot of nightmares. I had, and that's kind of trigger like, wow, I forgot about that. And the child kind of triggers the healing, um, that you might not always want. You don't want always to look at, you know, uh, stuff within you mm-hmm. and it, it pushes you in that direction for sure. I feel like parenthood does that. It forces you to open the doors that you may not have looked at behind for quite a while and investigate a little deeper to yourself. It's like a mirror being held up to, at least I can speak for myself, it's a mirror being held up of some of the qualities I'm not always in love with about myself that I have to work on for for my skills as a parent. It sounds a little, is that what you can, is that sound, oh, totally. am I hitting it? That's exactly, I'm like 200%. That's what I'm <laughs> feeling for the 11 weeks. It's like, okay, good, get ready for the ride. <laughs> yeah. If I can say, if I can speak from now a decade as a parent, um, that mirror stays up in front of you for a long time. And it doesn't I, I, I get expect better. that. I mean, I expect without expecting, you know, like you said, I, I say it, but I'm like, oh, okay, that's going to be interesting. But I think that's where, when you are able to take a step back, which is not always easy, um, especially when you are sleep deprived, that's like challenging oh, everything. Um, but it's amazing. It's like the greatest gift, you know, because it's, it's forces you to work on yourself. And, yes. and in the end, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, you know, you having no choice sometimes is actually a good thing, uh, even if we don't see it like that in, in the moment. Well, I'd like to remark how brave that is of you, because I think a lot of people may say, I need to work on myself, but it is hard and I'm going to not do that. So I, I applaud you for that. Okay. We're going to take another break. When we come back, I want to hear two things. What is your, what's been your most favorite part of parenthood and what has been the most surprising part of parenthood? We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Kind of the same question, but like a two prongs. So one that you're like, I love this. The other's like, really? <laughs> so what has been your most favorite part of parenthood? And what has been your most surprising part of parenthood? So I would say the favorite is to see how uh, Luca, my son, is evolving and just becoming a, a little human being. I mean, he was, of, of course, from his birth and from, you know, being in my in my belly, he was already a human being. Uh, but it's just revealing his personality, you know, things he likes, things he hates. And um, there are things that are similar to, to us or to his father or to myself, but there are things that are very, very him. Um, you know, it's, uh, like he loves to look, uh, through the window. I can like hold him for, I would say like a good 20 minutes, just like him looking at the window and, you know, he would cry, you put it in front of the window and he just looks and, and I know that at his age, he's not actually able to see the buildings or to see nature when we are in nature. So like, I'm amazed that she has actually that patience of like looking uh, like that. Um, and stuff that are, you know, yeah, similar to us, like, you know, he's a morning person and we are definitely morning persons. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's quite fascinating to look at him and, and try to understand also because like he knows <laughs> he tried to communicate, you know, um, now he's smiling. So it's actually even getting easier to understand but uh in the beginning it's super hard it's like i mean for him it's a it's a shock to be you know in that world Mm -hmm. um so seeing how we start to like things and actually last week the past weekend we um we were upstate uh, we rented a house and it took him two days so we we took four days and it took him two days to get used to the house um and when we came back he was so happy to be back home. He was like, I mean, his toys, his stuff, and he's just 11 weeks. Uh, so that's pretty amazing. And, and another, um, thing that was really, uh, impressing, um, from him is that he, so his father actually had to travel for 10 days, which is a whole other story <laughs> of me having a panic attack the first night and then going to a friend, um, uh, who that was amazing, but when we came back, uh, all the three together, he had the biggest smile. He was just like so happy to see his father, and he was probably nine weeks at that time. And I was amazed how much like emotion they are able to. I mean, they have like it, it's really amazing to see the, the biggest smile he had on his face to like be reunited as a family, mm-hmm. and I was very impressed. Um, and the second question about uh, what has been the most surprising part of parenthood, uh, I think it's really the energy we have. Uh, I mean, before um, before the birth, I needed my eight hours, uh, eight to ten hours of sleep a day. Um, definitely not getting that, and I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm impressed that we have that kind of energy. Um, that's like nature, uh, is very smart. Our bodies are very resilient. I still hope you're getting some rest, but our bodies are very <laughs> no, resilient. It's, better. it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is one final tip or piece of advice you would like to offer new and expecting parents? Um, so I actually think I have one for like, uh, stages of, of, um, after the birth. So for the birth, I would say that you actually that gave me, um, the greatest advice, uh, to be open to the experience, um, and that trust that you're going to learn something for it, whatever happens, there is a, a lesson for you. Um, and a gift, uh, uh, from it, uh, not always easy to see in the moment. I mm-hmm. guarantee that. Um, but then in terms of the postpartum, um, I think we really underestimate the importance of postpartum, uh, and making sure you have supports, you know, from family, friends, but also professionals, um, and from new moms. Uh, I actually, um, I mentioned that I, I stayed uh, at a friend for a couple of days and, that was the greatest gift. She really helped me to organize myself to uh, like with look at she was amazing and that has been that has been the, the greatest support I, I got. Um so it might not be from places we expected. Um and and actually something I would if I had to do it again and I definitely want a, a second child so I will do it again, but it would be a different experience. Um I would probably get a, a postpartum doula. Um, I actually had a doula and I didn't share that with you, Deb, but I had a doula. And since we were in triage for the whole, um, you know, um, uh, dilation, actually the doula came after the birth <laughs> because she couldn't join us. So I had a, a kind of a birth doula, but if I had to redo that birth, I would have a postpartum doula to, to help with that support. Um, and just for the every day that, uh, you know, every day is a, is a new day. So, um, it would have a lot. It would like make you laugh, make you cry, <laughs> make you smile. And, you know, if it's, uh, laughing, you know that you're going to have many other, uh, time laughing with, with your little one. And if it's about crying, um, this should, too shall pass. And that already passed. So passes. So it's important as a reminder. Oh, those are really, really, really good lessons. I actually made a note that I'm going to reflect on of don't underestimate the need for postpartum support. I I feel like that's one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation, non-attachment to a certain preconceived idea of birth and openness and the need for postpartum support. That is really, really good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for sharing your whole story. I really appreciate you being open to letting this be something other people can learn from. And honestly, as someone, I I feel it was a gift to be able to watch you go through your teacher training. I only got a teeny bit with you during your pregnancy, but it was really a joy and honor to witness this and then to hear about it. So thank you. Thank you so much, Deb. Thank you. I'm very grateful to to study with, have studied with you and, and I will definitely, once I can, um, go back to studying, uh, yoga, I will definitely, uh, you know, uh, take more time with you because that's very, very important and realizing the importance of postpartum. Actually, I didn't realize that in the training, so I need to go back to it. (laughs) Well, I look forward to working with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.